Welcome back to the second part of our blooper reel, because at Stack of Dice, we like to do things by halves. And so we have part two, a bunch of segments that we hope you will enjoy, some favorites to look forward to in this episode, and let's get started. Next one is going to be side comments. Jeremy, you want to talk about the sly comments that we tend to make? Uh, well, the problem is the side comments are often what makes uh, a D&D game kind of fun or just tabletop games in general. They make them fun because some of the crosstalk ends up becoming like the best stuff. Yes. It's, it's not part of the game. It's not even really it's not even really table talk. It's not metagaming. It's just something strikes you as funny and it just you don't have enough self-control to keep it to yourself <laughs> snark 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 well i mean and again that's part of the fun because yeah. it's what makes that's what makes these as enjoyable as they are and i think it's one of the things that is lost out of a lot of the um the virtual games with the headsets and things like that you lose some of that you you have some of that but it takes a special character to be able to kind of push through the virtuality of of one of those games to still have that that character and so when you when you first approached me about doing this one of the things you said is it's not going to be as much about the side comments and things like that because we're trying to record i just don't have any self-control over my mouth (laughs) and we we do a fair amount of side talk but it's more work for you to have to cut out uh not necessarily that either (laughs) um it's it's more just I, i want the focus to be on the story yeah. Because we're not telling it just for ourselves, although we're the ones in it. Yeah. Yeah. But some sometimes those become the the flavor for the game that really makes it so much more fun. There's always great story. There's always great character interactions and things like that. But sometimes that human element just kind of makes it authentic and real. And I, I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. It becomes the inside jokes. Right. right. That. And uh, I, I just think it humanizes the podcast. I think having that kind of interaction, that banter helps to uh, make it fun to listen for those moments. It doesn't feel as much like an NPR segment. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of my giant rat problem, you know, so, <laughs> fewer, fewer of those. And now our side comments. These kinds of spells are so lost on me because my creativity does not go this way and I can't think of anything good. She says, all I know is hit. <laughs> hit and slash. I just want to know if we can get an animated series. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to animate Wombabash. I don't think he really <laughs> Oh, man, I think he would be awesome. It'll be Austin Powers-esque. Perfect placement everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean like this Heinz ketchup? <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to play your leverage games. I'm here to have a meal and discuss some things. You keep playing these games, and that, that's not what I'm about. No games. It almost rhymed. It was like a poem. It's like, I'm not here to play your, your games. <laughs> I'm here to have a meal and discuss some things. Oh, my goodness. And she bows... <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> that was aggressive. Mm. Man, she, she bows hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a hernia from that bow. Can I meta? 
Can I meta? Yeah. I'm not there though. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Okay. Then don't. Don't, don't do it. Cheetah. <laughs> He's a psychologist from oh. Canada. So okay. if you can get oh, past oh, the Canadian, that. if you can get past the Canadian <laughs> thing, however. Yeah. Oh, I like. I like. Can I have it? No. Not a Christian. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> they sold all things, but Meredith won't. Uh, just, you didn't ask <laughs> to buy. You didn't ask to buy it. No, no, well, neither did the Christians. They just, you freely. Or you're supposed to freely give it, but whatever. I see where I stand. Uh-huh. Second class. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you understand. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy had a story he was going to tell before you took. And it before over. That, this is how Michael we talk. This is how we communicate. Could you please? <laughs> so. Believe it or not, we are going to let this situation, this developing situation, hold okay. for next time. Oh, man. Oh. I peed myself during the whole thing, by the way. <laughs> oh, that wasn't thump. <laughs> that smell in the air? Definitely not no, thump. No, that was actually a bash smell. <laughs> Don't patronize me. Just see the cat squeeze through like a Play-Doh fun factory. <laughs> what did Pepper come through? Or was that Mandy? Pepper came through the screen. Or she went out through the screen. Yeah, but if if the screen were intact. Yeah. <laughs> to see her going. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a little kid going to pee or something. What if he was going <laughs> all the way? <laughs> oh, man. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Good morning, Happy everyone. Happy Saturday. Can't wait to sit on this spot and record and edit and self-promote Saturday all day. That's right. And I am going to post this uncut, unedited. So. <laughs> Excellent. We'll start with I hate everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and go from there. It's, now it's, now it's, it's Thump's now turn. It's oh, okay. Thump, thump yeah, yeah, thump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thump smash. There's too many people in this fight. <laughs> it's Thump's turn. Snake should have been attacking Thump at disadvantage. Oh. So he, it could have spared him the five side points if your, if your other die had failed. But I forgot to remind you of it, and you didn't remember it, and Tira is just completely dropping yep. the ball on everything. No, she's not. She's, she can hit. She can hit things. You, you hit things. You open jars of pickles for us. It's great. <laughs> you shovel very well. <laughs> you shovel better than any man I've ever known. <laughs> To this damage. I am going to spend five side points. Hang on. All right. Statute of limitations is passed. You can't spend those side points. <laughs> <laughs> As a reaction when you're hit. It's going to be about five. Yeah, gold. yeah. I'm going to get some. Uh, I'm going to get some. It's like, I don't care. Tira's got the money. <laughs> I'm going to get some uh, uh, bay leaf. If I make a soup, I might want to. Tira Iscariot. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Wait a second. He was like, oh, no, my descriptions are terrible. I'm like, no, your descriptions are fine. I'm just dumb. <laughs> you stay-at-home mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Michael, you're all about pop culture. Let's talk about how pop culture has crept up into our podcast from time to time. I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows, or at least did. Uh, listen to a lot of 80s music, um, 60s, 70s, 80s music. And 
I can't help but when I hear something, it automatically takes me to a line in a movie or a line in a song. And I like wonder what Jer- that's like. Like Jeremy, <laughs> I can't control myself. It has to come out. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I think, a lot of a lot of our private conversations here at home when when no one else is around is Meredith just suddenly chipping in with some random <laughs> quote or I say something and. Thane and Rhiannon always say, we can tell when you have slipped into quoting mode, like your face <laughs> changes and your voice changes. And I'm like, well, it's because I'm trying to sound like the quote that I'm quoting. I always say about half of the things I say are largely, they're either influenced by a movie or they're straight out of a movie. No, I mean, I think that's a way that we do a lot of the communicating, some of the, some of the subtler things. Yeah. You know, you and I have some similar influences, you know, from which we draw both of us being giant music nerds. And I know that you and I have a lot of similarities as far as some of the sci-fi stuff. Don't even talk stuff. about yeah. anime. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> a complete, that's a completely other one. Well, yeah. That's like, that's all, that's all this side of the table. Right <laughs> <I know>. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of like the sci-fi stuff, I know mm-hmm. that you and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, have had a lot of the, the, um, the same kinds of sci-fi in our background. I know that Rhett and I will talk, well, I mean, some music as well, yeah. but ours is more of the kind of the nerdy side of the music and less of the 80s pop side. Paula Abdul on one side, not yeah. God, yeah. straight up, not tell me. Wind on the other side. So it's really just not the same bands. There is one movie quoted beyond all More other than things. any other, yes. Talk about Princess Bride, I hope. One, one no. movie no. to rule them all. Yes. Oh, well. Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Oh, of course. We oh, have yeah. a lot no, of Galaxy <laughs> Quest references. Well, although it has been extremely and sadly light this season. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I, I think it's because you looked at me really mean, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> that No, Galaxy Quest is one of the few movies that Rhett will re-watch. Rhett it's is, really funny. Rhett is not a big movie re-watcher. Yeah. He's seen it. He knows what it's about. He liked it. He enjoyed it, you know, but uh, I've, I've seen it. I don't need to see that again. He likes to watch new things, but Galaxy Quest, every once in a while, he's like, yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. I should watch <laughs> it's, that again. It's just ridiculous. It does. It, it is awesome. so good. It's and Groundhog good. Day. And Groundhog Day. Yes. Yeah, um, well, ground, re-watching Groundhog Day sort of is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> it is literally about the redoing of a thing. And then, yeah. and then re-watch. I mean, we joke, I, you know, my brother and I joke that that we watched Groundhog Day like a billion times. And of course, the irony is that that's what the whole movie is about, yeah. the repetition yeah. of something. Yeah. We watch it every Groundhog Day. Some of the fun is not really even identifying what you've just referenced, but letting other people pick up on it. And so I think some of that will show up in these clips that are shortly to follow. <laughs> we were watching Constantine for the first time the other night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the... the um, with Val Kilmer? What is it called? No, Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. What? <laughs> we always mess up names of, of actors when we're talking about stuff. Yeah. Well, no, so the, one of the characters' last name is Dodson. And so my kids were like, Dodson! Dodson! <laughs> I was like, okay. Stop. They, could, they could not take it seriously. It's one of those movies. Indoctrination complete. I yeah, love right. the part where he's sitting there looking at him. He's like, don't get cheap on me, Dodson. <laughs> that was Hammond's mistake. No, that, first of all, that movie is so... It's so good yeah. from beginning to end. Yep. And the whole like the whole like leaning with the shirt off, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh my word! Such and the a whole meme. like um. Ha, 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 have you seen that? Like, have you seen the ten hour cut where someone just kind of has that on repeat? Just, just looping. Hour. It's just the looping of him going. Oh my gosh! And it like it's it's not really funny until like the fourth or fifth like come around. Then you like that point you're laughing because it's so yeah. ridiculous. You mentioned uh, Keanu Reeves yesterday. I saw somebody uh, saying Adam Driver. 
looks like someone tried to draw Keanu Reeves from memory. <laughs> Solid. Oh, oh, oh. Solid. We'll Man. accept. <laughs> we'll accept. I'll tell you what. I would love to go see a, a Maori All Blacks game. Yes, absolutely. See the hockey. At the yeah, game? yeah. Mm. Well, you but you can do that on YouTube. Oh, for I know. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, I mean, obviously that stemmed from them when they were going into battle, but right. can you be imagine them being, like, the first tribe to do that to their opponent? Yeah. They look at him and they're like, ah, and they're like, you're, they're like uh, 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 forfeit. Here, yeah. I am your slave. Yeah, Please maybe, take me. Maybe mm-hmm. you should rethink this because these people are nuts. <laughs> yeah. They're actually insane. Which is probably the purpose of it. Oh, yeah. supposed absolutely. to look But then, mad. But then once they did it, then the other tribe did it, and then everybody was doing it. It was just yeah, like, right. okay, who can be more flamboyant? I mean, yeah. I don't know. And that's what Tira was doing at the table there. She's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. For my action, I'm going to use flamboyance. <laughs> I'm going to use haka. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cast the haka. Yeah. yeah. I've made a huge mistake. Oh, yeah, now you have to lower your heart rate, <laughs> catch your breath. Mm. That's going to raise it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which would definitely lower your heart rate. Yes. Kalima. Yeah. yeah. Shukdidi. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to watch that movie this evening. Can Maggie Smith even do it? This is Maggie Smith we're talking about here. She probably can do it. But. You, I'm telling her you called her Mrs. Maggie Smith and not Dame Maggie Smith. I don't put too much into titles. Except for... Michael Jackson, he's the king of pop. (laughs) (laughs) Years ago, there was a a video game called Baldur's Gate, and it was all about the city of Baldur's Gate on the west coast of the Forgotten Realms. And uh, one of the characters was Minsk, who was a ranger, and he he had this big purple tattoo on half of his face, but he carried around Boo, his miniature giant hamster. (laughs) Miniature giant hamster. (laughs) And so, yeah, you could have a miniature giant turtle. Yeah. It, Mortal Kombat. Yes, that's what yes, it was. Exactly, Mortal Kombat. Exactly. That's right. Get over here. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Let <laughs> me get there. Are you ready? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell no, me? No, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell no, me? No, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Mystery Man. I just watched that like three weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. Such a classic. <laughs> As far as I understand, getting off the island to the south is a quicker trip. I, I believe that people have accidentally found it on a three-hour tour. What we need to do... Are they still there? Let's hear it. A three-hour tour. I didn't fuck any other way with that. You said deserted <laughs> island in the south, and I just couldn't stop. Okay. I think okay. basically his polyjuice potion just wore off, is what's okay. going on okay. here. Okay. You have also helped us. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> no, that, I'm sorry, that was me. Oh, okay. You said polyjuice potion. I was thinking about the cat thing. I'm sorry. I was. I was I'm sorry. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons, man. Our kids are deprived. Oh, absolutely. I tried to simulate it for some years, but um, you can't. I it's mean, a lot it, of it's work. everything. It's the cereal. It's the commercials yeah. for the toys. Right. It's it's, it's everything. Yeah. And the excitement. If, I like. If someone used, wanted to make money, they should just recreate eighties Saturday morning cartoons. When, when I get, when I man Saturday mornings, I would get up early. What kid mm, would do yeah. just because it was Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons? 
your, your, my mom was still asleep. I had my bowl. My sister would come down and they'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to watch it. And we would just sit and, and eat cereal. And then my mom would come down and say, you're eating up all the cereal. But man, you were. Yes, exactly. Bowl after bowl of like, that's the other thing too, sugar, man. Sugar bombs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I used to eat... Um, Cocoa pebbles, but you had to eat them fast because they oh, got yeah. soggy real fast. Oh, any any pebbles? Yes. Yeah, you better eat that junk. The fruity fast. pebbles, love the fruity pebbles. I used to get the um, Captain Crunch with the yes. the crunch berries, right? Mm-hmm. Crunch and berries. I would eat all the crunch berries first and leave the rest of the uh, just the regular Captain Which Crunch. Which is funny because they pretty so much really all you taste were a, the same. So I'm not sure what the. So you were a brat. Is the problem? Yes, yes. Okay. And then look, when I got the prizes. I would open up because for a while they were putting them inside the box, outside of the bag. Yeah. Right? But then they started putting them in the bag, like literally nope. in the bag. Get yeah. a get a punch bowl, open it up, dump the whole thing out, get the prize out, pour right the back. cereal back in, yep. and I even tried sealing it up one time with my um, <laughs> with my um, wood burning. Like my little wood burning hand. Yeah, I just I, I was just melting holes and I'm like, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> so I just blamed it on my sister. I'm like, Missy, Missy opened it up, whatever. Because my mom, my mom had a padlock on the pantry. She, she, I believe she, it. She would get, um, I believe it. Uh, cookies and put them in a cookie jar, and she knew when one was gone. So my sister would come home, and my sister and I would come home, and we would eat some of those cookies, and my mom would say, "Who ate the cookies?" And we're like, "How can you tell?" And let me ask you a question. Are all the scars guards related? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like eight of them. Yes. Not really, but like there's a ton yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all Stellan's kids. Oh my goodness. And they're all amazing actors. Like really, really, I'm like, really this, good. I'm like, Skarsgård, is he related to the other ones? And they, sure they're enough, They're all man. related, yeah. If your name is Skarsgård, you are related. That's official. Mm. <laughs> it's like the Baldwins. You were saying you're you're talking too much. Oh no! no. <laughs> Skip to the end. Yeah. It was a boring conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost interest in that one. That's one of my favorite lines from. Um, I was gonna say Star Wars. Yeah, yep. boring conversation anyway. Yep. Hey Luke, we're gonna have company. We're all fine here now. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? <laughs> He's like, what is your what is your a badge number or whatever he says there. One of our favorite segments is speaking Torvish. <laughs> and uh, some are worse offenders than others, but we have a little bit of Dwarvish from everybody at the table. That's the, uh, the verbal goof? Yeah. Where you yeah, mumble, mumble your yeah. words. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. actually not my favorite. My favorite, they, they refuse to keep as a, as a constant segment. They do like release it off to the side very quietly with no fanfare. But it's drunken dwarvish, <laughs> and it is awesome. It's basically those goofs slowed down, and it sounds like they're smashed. Like, yeah, it's like it's awesome. It's awesome. Those are the those are the. I mean, all you have to do basically, all you have to do is just tell everybody. So now that you've listened to our speaking dwarvish check, there it is. That's gonna be yeah. Now that you've listened to the Speaking Dwarvish section, go back to the beginning of that section, put your uh, podcast player on half speed, and now enjoy Drunken Dwarvish, because basically all it is. That's awesome. Listening to those goofs at half speed, because we do, we sound And it sounds legit. It sounds legit. So we hope you will enjoy these moments. I mean, I don't know what what past is primer education. It might have been like, 10 to 14 year olds girls something like that it was it, forgetting about the bugs just grabs the map in her hand and runs up the stairs 
and just runs straight, I guess, to probably a size, whatever is across, right across from the stairs, the first red, <gasps> the only thing close to beauty that Tira is seeing in this is the occasional rock that they come across. Mm -hmm. When she sees one of those, her heart leaps minutely. It's a little bit of a, <gasps> because it's a familiar, it's a familiar, <laughs> <laughs> Slow that one down. It's uh. a <laughs> I am going to. Uh, I can't look at the. Uh, okay, I am. I know I'm not. I know I'm not paralyzed, but I'm gonna look at the one. Uh, that that bell. So in the middle. So this this ring, the bell rings in the middle of my conversation with Lady Callingalis. Yes. Yeah, Tira is definitely feeling the exhilaration. The. <laughs> Tira is definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would not want to do the stone singing on myself. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, we, we don't. He was. We don't know what he was at first, right? Correct. And um, the one is still sticking around. It's going to. It's going to come over to. Uh, it's going to attack Tira. Is it com? Is is it completely car car? Ushering Bash forward and encouraging him to shrink down so he can get around any in the tightest space. So we're I, I, mean, I remember we're coming up the drive uh, come that we lived at the very end of a dead end street. It was like okay, and uh, Tira positioned herself uh, facing him, looked up in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, or. Uh, did you find it? Did, what did you see? It sounds like his voice. But I see, yeah, yeah, I recognize his voice. He was literally just talking to me. Literally was just talking to me. <laughs> so this, and so I'm correct. This is Greece, basically. A, a Greece-like place. Uh, I guess the idea, the, I think of, of anything else. One rushes over to you, Bash, behind to, from, from your side. Okay. And I do understand, but I guess Tira can see her swelling up to... Okay, while we're back, so is he facing... Am I behind him still, sort of? Tira is a little bit confused. I thought it might be... You have to, you have to hold it up before a full moon, and that's the only way you can read it. You said that there was, so there's a ring of, there's a ring of light. Yeah, yeah. And so Tira will just sort of. Okay, like, like, like when, when, when I'm trying to like. Um... Okay, so at, at the, at the front, at the, at the front of the alley. Momentarily stunned, but she hears Dimitri's suggest, she, she hears Dimitri's suggestion. Bash, Bash looks at that Pomonico says, "We can find them some shelter. They must know the island." Do we block them at? Do we block them? Do we block them at the? Okay, they both come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the my for, should, are we doing this now? <laughs> like, uh, can I use my can I can I use my can I use my movement as a headlock and then like fall backward? And the last section that I want to cover in this blooper reel episode is my biggest flub ever. Oh. <laughs> episode 149, the closing episode of season five. 
the climactic moment when the pillar begins to ascend from the cavern after the party has defeated the eel. The pillar gets to the halfway point and stops. Meredith looks at me and says, where's the bard? <laughs> and, and I realized I completely forgot a critical <laughs> plot element from each of these pillars that has happened five times before. <laughs> And this is a big part of the world and the story, and I did not even think one moment about the bards. And so what's going to follow next is two things. I'm going to play the original recording of me embarrassing myself by forgetting such a critical moment, and then pulling the segment from the finished episode to show how I fixed it. And what you'll see is a couple of things. Number one, you'll see my verbal panic as I try to come up with something to fill the gap uh, in the moment. But then in the finished piece, what I had to do was listen to the original, figure out what was lacking and basically write stuff to fill in and then record around certain key moments of the original recording. And so as you listen, listen first for the embarrassing part and then listen for elements of that to show up throughout the revised version it was a moment of um, concern for me (laughs) that the recording would sound the same that everything would fit together that everything worked but thankfully it did and boy that was a that was a fun time so enjoy this moment of sheer dm panic for tira and bash there's a site you have seen several times now but through the um Through the sand, the pillar grates its way upward, pauses momentarily as you approach it. You're now basically within stepping distance. Uh, uh, She hops on. We're dragging Bash. Now, I have a question. Now, this thing's going to go up to essentially a ceiling. Are we going to get crushed, or is there like a magical bubble on the top that stops us from being crushed? There's no magical bubble. However, there is the shaft. I was going to say, I think it's directly below the thorny shaft. Okay, okay. So we're going to end up going through that. Yeah, we're going to have to be like real close together on this Remember, the thorns were pointing upward. That's true. So you've got that going for you, too. But you can all squeeze together pretty Mm -hmm. well in the forefoot. We're going to have to get this end. What about the floating is it picking up the floating stones as it goes up? Uh, ball up, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, ball exactly. up like a turtle, dude. Ball up like a turtle. Well, we know we know where the center is because of the floating yeah. stones. They would mm-hmm. have been in that. that yeah. The... yeah, so we're just going to have to do the best we can. And like you said, the, the I mean, we'll, we'll scrape against them, but the points are not at us. We're going to be going with the grain instead of against it. Yeah. So if we all kind of cower in the center. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You squeeze together, and as the surface of the pillar comes in contact with each of the stones, they shake and then clatter to the surface of the pillar and they become Mm. inert. Uh, The pillar rises. And as it goes, of course, any stone around it is crumbling away. It's, It's just like a wedge fitting up into the shaft and it is tearing away the thorns as it goes. The shaft itself is breaking apart and you squeeze up through that shaft with the earth falling away around you. Yeah, because the pillars are usually bigger around than it's 10 about feet. fifty feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, fifty feet. So it's gonna just shoot that whole thing out. Tira is cowering, not cowering, but she is hunched down. I guess she got bashed down into like an armadillo pose and 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 grabbed everybody around like their necks and they're yeah. kind of trying to shield together. Can yeah. you point him further away from me, please? <laughs> <laughs> the thorns are snapping off and clattering to the 
area around you, but then they, because of the shaft being broken apart as the pillar is rising, they're sliding off and falling down into Can the I grab a thorn cavern before? below. Sure. I, I want to as well. Or at least there'll be some on the top probably yep, by the time. Absolutely. Once we get through, there'll be enough. Yeah. Your weak hand reaches out and you grab one or two thorns. They're about three feet long. They're really long yeah, and, and be a nice kind of like a hard wood. But right. yeah, but like they were really hard. They were yeah. hard and pointy. Yep. And then at last the pillar breaks free of the shaft. You're rising into that white light of day. And then it pauses. It's a scene that you have seen before. Portals open across the top of the pillar. There's no casket on this one? There is a casket. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about this. Oh, no. It's it just <laughs> rise up from up, underneath the... He has to make up a barn on the spot. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. I, I cannot believe I forgot this. <laughs> I'm like, portal's opening already? We haven't even, like, released the bard. Make a bard like me, like Bash. Don't make yeah. a bard like him. Nobody wants <laughs> naked scruffy. I mean, not that. I mean, I'm talking about disposition-wise. Yeah. There's an emo one. There's a Yeah, there's very... a Victorian one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, like, a Mother Nature one. Mm. There's a Tonks one. By the way, that picture I sent, D, I thought of Dieter immediately when I Which, saw this dude. That that, that the cartoon the image, the guy with the pompadour and like the pink oh, armor. Yeah. Because he was talking like this and like, I'm here and everything else. So I was like, oh man, this is Dieter. <laughs> oh, which one was that? Make him like a, make him like a kind of a, a socially awkward bedroom guitarist. <laughs> I believe I forgot this. The pillar pauses and a small glass rectangle rises from within and there is a casket that rises basically underneath you. Yeah. As you're sitting there. Maybe kind of knocks us aside. The lid slides aside and a timid little man lies there with his arms folded across him. He's old. He wears rumpled clothing. Uh, he looks like a fairly nondescript person, but his eyes flutter open and the seamed wrinkles around his eyes bunch up and then he sits up slowly, looking a little confused about where he might be. He sees... Several unfamiliar faces looking at him, including a demon and a dragon. <laughs> he wrinkles his nose at your smell, Wamberbash, and he says, Do you need a bath? And Wamberbash doesn't even respond. He's just like this. <laughs> I think he's been covered by a lot of water. I, I would take a little bit more than a bath at this point for him. He gives a dry heave. <gasps> And then you see coming from the distance Yay! shapes flying through the sky. It's about midday, so they stand out clearly against the clear sky. And here comes Antiphon <laughs> and the others. And they settle at the edges of the pillar, making something of a circle around all of you. Tessatura gives a, an unsmiling nod at the man sitting up in the casket and then immediately looks somewhat disinterested. But Antiphon goes over and with a wry smile helps him to his feet. You look as good as ever. Thank you. 
Well, Niente, let's go. I'd like to be away from here now. And with that, Antiphon scoops him up. He has Threnody in his other arm, and they just fly off the pillar and disappear from sight very quickly, leaving the three of you, or the four of you, wondering what in the world. Well, I mean, I was going to say, uh, it leaves the two of them wondering what yeah. in the world. <laughs> Dimitri's going to have some questions later. Yeah. For Tira and Bash, there's a sight you have seen several times now, but through the sand, the pillar grates its way upward, pauses momentarily as you approach it. She hops on. We're dragging Bash. and Now I have a question. Now this thing's going to go up to essentially a ceiling. Are we going to get crushed or is there like a magical bubble on the top that stops us from being crushed? There's no magical bubble. However, there is the shaft. I was going to say, I think it's directly below the thorny shaft. Okay. So we're going to end up going through that. Yeah, we're going to have to be like real close together on this Remember the thorns were pointing upward. That's true. So you've got that going for you too. But you can all squeeze together pretty Mm -hmm. well in the forefoot. We're going to have to get the center. What about the floating stones? Is it picking up the floating stones as it goes uh, up? Ball up, yeah, like, yeah, 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 ball exactly. up like a turtle, dude. Ball up like a turtle. Well, we know we know where the center is because of the floating yeah. stones. They would mm-hmm. have been in that. that yeah. The... yeah, so we're just going to have to do the best we can. And like you said, the, the I mean, we'll, we'll scrape against them, but the points are not at us. We're going to be going with the grain instead of against it. Yeah. So if we all kind of cower in the center. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. As you adjust your positions in anticipation of the approaching shaft, Your feet slap wetly on the sandy covering on this top part of the pillar. It lurches upward, pulling against the suction of the pit of clutching, briny sand it's trying to leave behind. There's an echoing, slurping sound, and the pillar rises. Within a few feet, it touches the undersides of the floating paving stones you use to descend the shaft. Each one flashes briefly and clatters to the crystal at your feet. It's as you glance down to avoid your toes being smashed by the sliding stones that you notice it. A dark form. Tira and Bash, the difference is that this one is not an erased structure like the other pillars, but a coffin-like cavity that's been hewn into the crystal of the pillar itself. There is a lid, but it's set flush with the surface. Through the obscuring thickness of the glass, you can just make out the dim form of a person. The pillar rises straight up, moving inexorably toward the stone of the cavern ceiling. It doesn't even pause as the well of the shaft closes around you, but pushes upward like a wedge, forcing the living stone outward as it goes. Yeah, because the pillars are usually bigger around than it's 10 about 50 feet. feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 50 feet. So it's going to just shoot that whole thing out. Tira is cowering, not cowering, but she is hunched down. I guess she got bashed down into like an armadillo pose and, and, and grabbed everybody around like their necks and they're yeah. kind of trying to shield together. Can yeah. you point him further away from me, please? <laughs> <laughs> the thorns are snapping off and clattering to the area around you, but then they, because of the shaft being broken apart as the pillar is rising, they're sliding off and falling down into Can the I grab a thorn cavern below. Sure. Can I want to as well, or at least there'll be some on the top probably yep. by the time. Absolutely. Once we get through, there'll be enough yeah. for the rest Your weak hand reaches out and you grab one or two thorns. They're about three feet long they're really long yeah, and, that, and that'd be a nice kind of like a hard wood but right? yeah but like they were really hard they were yeah. hard and pointy yep and then at last you're free of the shaft the ear shrilling groan of buckling stone and the snapping of thorns stops suddenly as the pillar gleams dully in the white light of day up it goes climbing higher higher and then 
it stops. In the sudden stillness, there's a quiet sound, like that of a mouse scratching at a wall from the inside. To your horror, Thump and Sekhmet, you realize that you see movement from the dark shape below your feet, and everyone steps back quickly, instinctively. Before you can do anything else, there is a hiss, and the lid rises just enough for the occupant to push aside the lid and sit up. He blinks uncertainly in the unfamiliar light, and you find yourself looking at him. Tira, Bash, if he is one of the true bards, he is anything but impressive. Even from his seated position in the coffin, he looks like he's rather short. His face is seamed, the wrinkles of his face evident as he squints against the brightness of the sun. His clothing is rumpled and faded, his hair sticks out at weird angles, and his mouth works soundlessly. He sees several unfamiliar faces looking at him, including a demon and a dragon. <laughs> he wrinkles his nose at your smell, Wamberbash, and he says, Do you need a bath? And Wamberbash doesn't even respond. He's just like this. <laughs> I think he's been covered by a lot of water. I, I would take a little bit more than a bath at this point for him. He gives a dry heave. <gasps> <laughs> this is disgusting. His nose wrinkles in his already wrinkled face. Oh, thank the gods. They're here to rescue me. And then you see coming from the distance. Yay! Five familiar shapes. In the lead is Antiphon, who flies with a measure of grace in spite of his carrying Trinity, who even from this far away still looks completely bored and detached. Behind him, Dolores' veiled presence is a dark cloud, but behind her is the flowered carpet of Tessitura, with Arioso chattering along merrily about something or other. His laughter tinkles lightly, and Tessitura's plump face is turned to look back at him with laughing reproval. The rest of the true bards have arrived. In a moment, they alight on the top of the pillar, one by one, making something of a circle around all of you. Tessitura and Arioso smile at you warmly, but these drop quickly to be replaced by grave nods as they acknowledge the man sitting in his grave, blinking in the daylight. Antiphon's blue eyes flicker over you and dismiss you almost as quickly. He instead saves his greeting for the old man. Ah, Niente, old friend. It is good to see you at long last. It took them long enough, he gestures with his head. But I suppose you get what you pay for, eh? <laughs> his laugh is mirthless, and with a wry smile, he helps Niente to his feet. I suppose you have helped us again. We're watching you, Antiphon says with his usual hauteur, and it's hard to tell if he's complimenting you or threatening you. When you don't immediately respond, he shrugs, holds out his arms, and Trinity and Niente both allow him to enfold them as he rises from the pillar's top. Dolore sighs along behind, glancing back at you all once or twice as she dabs under her veil with a strawberry-embroidered handkerchief. Tessitura and Arioso give you a meaningful glance as the other bards gain a little distance. Dears, you are doing excellent work. Now free our friends, and we'll be most thankful, says Tessitura. Although she doesn't touch you, her words feel like a warm hand on your arms, and the faint smell of flowers surrounds you. And then, they're gone. Six shapes, fading, 
into the waning day. Dimitri's going to have some questions later. Yeah. And that's it for the Season 5 Blooper Reel. We appreciate you joining us for both parts, and we look forward to seeing you again at our table at the start of Season 6 right here at Stack of Dice. Thank you.